Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. I um, was reading recently um, on Elon Musk. Have you ever heard of that guy? He, he builds rocket ships and electric cars. Um, it was something that about him, it just amazes me, which really uh, energized me when I was talking to all our uh, high school interns. And I was just sharing with them the importance of their belief, their belief. And for them to understand that their life and what that life is going to turn out to be is based upon what they believe, what they believe, not what their parents believe, not what the neighbor believes, not what their friends believe, what they believe. And I said, if they did not change how they believe the way they are right now, they would become a statistic. In other words, they have to understand that their life, their personal life is tied completely to how they believe about themselves and how they believe about life. And until that changes, they're going to be living a programmed life of other people's beliefs. And I'm not saying that any belief that's been imparted to you is a bad belief. What I'm saying is, is you have to come to the place, every one of us, to recognize the importance of determining you, establishing who you want to be, what you want to become. Because if you don't, I'm going to tell you right now, y'all know this, we just, we're chicken to say it, is, is you just become exact replica of your parents that you swear you will not become like. And you do just that. Because that's who we are. We're mimickers. We, you don't change that. That's how God created us. We mimic. We imitate. And there's, that, there's nothing wrong with it as long as it's mimic and imitating good things. But you know that doesn't always work out, does it? Because you're getting impartation, input in your life as you're born into this world and you grow into it. But it's your responsibility. I told the team, it's your responsibility to start determining what do you want to be? Who do you want to be in life? They got to establish character now because it's, it, there is a warfare for every young person's character right now. And so it's our responsibility to train up our children. Not our children train us, but train up a child in the way that you go. Amen. Now, this isn't a parent message, but this is a people message, amen? But I was thinking about Elon because the dude was, as far as you looking at kids in school, he was very unpopular. He was always beat up. He, I mean, he, he was not someone that you look at and say, there's a rocket scientist. But someone that you would look at and say, not too relevant in life when you're looking at the crowd, the group, the in. And I need us to understand this because what happens is, is I'm talking to everybody in here. I'm talking to every parent, every adult in here, because you need to understand the power of belief. Right now, 
Not when you're a child and now it's irrelevant because I am who I am. You are what you believe you are. And if you look at your life and you hate it and you see it sucks and you're totally looking at, at life with just, just a, a, a view of nothing is good and ugly, that's because that's your belief system. And you're being robbed of who you truly are. And that's what my position is. I might not be a rocket science, a scientist or, or building electric cars, but I'm building a church. I'm building a people that know God, that follow God, that, that, that are not called a Christian, but are called followers of Jesus. I don't want religious, uh, this religious stigma on me. If when you look at the term Christianity, when you look at the term Christian, there's nothing good about it. And a lot of religious people with that mindset get upset when I say that, but you don't even know that it's not even in Scripture representing us in a good way. It's written twice in a negative connotation. It's because of religion you've got information in you that you just, you just think this is truth. This is the way it is, and it's not. If you want to go biblical of who you are, you're the way. The way. Isn't that something? I mean, that's what they say. The way. They're, they're the way. And didn't Jesus say, I'm the truth, the way, and the life? But I mean, if you're going to really look at what Scripture says, he calls believers saints. And we got a big problem with that because saints, you got to be perfect. But that's what all believers are called, saints to the saints at Ephesus, to the saints at Colossae. Can you imagine them? They're being called saints, and most of the, a lot of the scriptures saying, don't be like that person, and that person sleeping is mother-in-law, and he calls them saints. So in, in other words, we've got to disconnect from a religious concept to truth, then become re, we become relevant in life. Relevant. That means Monday matters. What we say matters. Not repels, it matters. And that's what I want to be. I want to be someone that matters. I want to be someone that's relevant in life, not religion, life. And that's what we at Love Life, we do here. We present life. Truths that will help you in life. What's, what's so great about you being so good at attending church, but your marriage is being destroyed through the week? Nothing. Nothing. And that's the way most people are, most Christians are living their lives. Where all this is, is a brownie button for God to say, look, I came to church. This isn't why he created us. We're not created for this. That's why religion's messed up. We're created for life. I mean, I'm talking life. That means when you are out there in life, you should be someone that's impacting, influencing life. Not religiously. You don't have to communicate truth as thus saith the Lord. You don't. You have to take the word, the scripture, the information in there. Bring it into your life, living it. And then all of a sudden your story teaches this word. Yeah, I used to be that way. Yeah, I used to do I used to do that too. But see, I got new information. This new information I'm now living has set me free from that old way. I don't live that old way no more. This is my new way, and it's good. 
It's a good way, good life. And so you look at life with a whole different lens. And that's what this scripture actually should be producing in you unless you religionize it. Unless you try to make it conform to your opinion, your feeling. I'm, not, I'm just not about that. I look at his, his story, Elon Musk, and I see a guy that at, at 24 years old become a multimillionaire, and, it was, and he was beat up and, and, and cast out through school. Sam, he, born in, in Pretoria, South Africa, where I've been. I've ministered there. Went to Canada and then to the U.S. Got three citizenships, by the way. But it's so amazing that you look at people like that, and I was trying to share with the young people because I know we all were there before that if you weren't in this one crowd, you were nothing. You were nothing. If you weren't in, you didn't dress a certain way. You didn't look a certain way. You guys remember this or was it that long ago for you? It was just a few years back, I'm telling you right now, with me. But see, what I'm saying is, is, is we've got to get back to the place where we have this crazy, crazy belief system that things can change, things will change. This belief system that this ain't what I'm about, I've got bigger and greater in front of me. Not making excuses. The world, politics, wants you to be dumb and low in life so they can take care of you. God didn't create you to be taken care of. God created you to be a caretaker. Someone that has the ability to influence and impact other people. Why? Because you're healthy and whole inside. You love yourself correctly. And when you love yourself correctly, your image is, is different. Your viewpoint of yourself, your value is different, which makes you be able to look at others in the right light. In a hope-filled life, not a hopeless life. And so we're going to talk about belief this morning. And, and look at what Scripture teaches us. Numbers 14, 11. I'm going to start with this Scripture because this one really stood out with me uh, a few weeks back when I read it. And what's, what's spoken in here is almost like, how could you not? But look at this. It says, then the Lord said to Moses... How long will these people reject me? Now watch this. How long will they not believe me? How long will they not believe me? Watch this. Because this is where, where a lot of Christians would go, if only God did this, I would do this. Watch this. With all the signs which I have performed amongst them. All the signs. If you read the scripture, read the Bible, and you see all the miracles. Water coming out of rock when there's a, a, a full drought. Food, meat coming in supernaturally. Them being fed. The, the, the different things that took place in Egypt. And they saw these things happen. All the miracles and everything. And he says, how long are they not going to believe in me even though they've seen all that I have done? 
I have seen and heard so many people, and I've been this way early on in my walk. If God would just do this, I would be this way. If God could do a I would believe forever. And it's not true at all. It's not. I know people that have been healed supernaturally that no longer go to church. I've watched families get blessed with, with all kinds of different things, even vehicles when they're praying for God and, and, and are no longer in church. Because a miracle will never, ever be able to sustain you, and it will not create a belief in God. It never will. Even though it's a miracle. I've been supernaturally healed by God. I've, have, I've got some awesome testimonies of miracles in my life. But I can tell right now, I have to get up every day and say, this is the day the Lord is. I have to make a commitment. That miracle will not sustain my walk. Gosh, that would be awesome. My first miracle, I'd be a perfect person. When God healed my, my ear, totally destroyed from a softball in a church league. Knocked me clean off my feet. Just bam. Straight line shot. Second bay. Bam. Went to the emergency room and they're doing all their things and everything. And it just swelled up and it's all ugly and it, it, it was just a terrible, terrible thing. And they're giving me the report. You're not going to be able to hear out of this ear. If, if they have the ability to do surgery, you might get 20%. And this is specialist talking to me. And so I had to wait till all the swellings down, everything came down. My, my eardrum was totally demolished through x-rays. Them looking at it, went in after having to take this patch on and off and clean it and air it and all this, went in, I think it was like seven days later, to the super specialist. He goes in, looks at the x-ray, goes in, looks at the x-ray, goes in, looks at the x-ray. He said, your ear is healed, completely healed. He said, the only thing I see is a little speck of blood on there. Totally restored. After he said that, I went, what? No, I mean, <laughs> huh? No, I'm just playing. This is what I do. Now, you'd think that, from that point on, would have made me super Christian. Because I'm walking in a supernatural healing. It's proof. I know it. I felt it. So I shouldn't do anything wrong anymore. I shouldn't make a mistake. I mean, I'm, God healed me. But guess what? My life wasn't perfect after that point. As a matter of fact, there were all kinds of messes after that point. All kinds of, of ugly, and there were challenges. And I mean, I, nothing that I could sit there and say that this miracle represented nothing but great things. It didn't happen. I've had so many different things. I've seen so many different things. But that's not what sustains your walk or belief, your faith. It's you and your choice. You're thick and thin, no matter if you're on the high or on the lowest low. It's your belief to know that God is who he says he is. That Jesus is Lord. And he's Lord of my life. And no matter what this world brings at me, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what, my faith, my belief, my trust is in Him. It's not in you, it's in Him. 
Because if it ain't in him, you might as well just go somewhere else. Because I'm not going to be able to help. And that's my responsibility to help. The word of God makes it very clear. I'm a bishop over your souls. That's, that's crazy talk. But it's so important to understand that because that's not your spirit. That's the area where we see the information, the transformation takes place for walking on this earth right now. For you to be fear-free, to be bold, courageous. How does that happen? By my supernatural touch. And I tried it. It don't work. Through wisdom, knowledge, teaching, instruction. And that's what the scripture teaches. It's what it says. So we have to learn. We have to receive instruction. But if you don't get it, you can't walk it, right? And I believe here in love life, all the way from nursery, all the way through, you get the word. You get the word, not religion. You get the word for life. At the position, place in life you're at. At the four-year-olds, five-year-olds, the eight-year-olds, the ten-year-olds, the teens. We all get it in our type of supper. Amen? The supper we like. That we're good at eating. All right? But he says, how long are they? They're not going to believe in me. All this stuff, how long is it going to take? We're going to change beliefs. Amen? Because there are beliefs in our lives that need to be changed. Correct? Those core beliefs are what pretty much dictate your life. The way your life is right now, listen, like it or not like it, want change or not want change, the truth is it's all tied to your core beliefs. What you truly believe. Everything in your life right now is tied to that. Your marriage, your family, how you raise kids, everything tied to core beliefs. All right? What is core belief? I, like, I pulled this. I mean, I have a really uh, just simple answers for these, but I thought I want to go deep in this just so you can see that, hey, Pastor went deep. Ready? Core beliefs are nothing less than deep-rooted presumptions we make about ourselves, the world we live in, and others. They are the result of impactful experiences, mostly from our childhood. And if we had repeated impactful experiences, chances are we made our core beliefs even more rooted and harder to break. And that's the truth about your life. Some of, some, I, I, I've seen transformation. Since I've been doing this for a while, I've seen transformation in people that would come to church and be so weak, timid, and fearful to transform into courageous, bold women and men for God. But at the moment, at the time they came in here, they were like, no way in the world would they even speak to someone. And I, I watched the process of transformation because they chose to allow this word that we talk about, these truths, to start to penetrate into that heart that so desperately wanted it to be true, desperately needed it to be true, because the world ain't going to give you truth. Listen, it's not. The truth is in here, in this word. 
And you're looking at life right now and you're thinking, this is not good and this is, I don't have uh, the correct view and I don't see my life being the way it needs to be and so forth. Then you need to look toward the truth to be able to give you that hope that God wants us to live in. The ability to wake up and say, you know what? Doesn't matter how the view is, I see better. I see better. And that's that transformation of how you perceive. You'll even start liking people that are unlikable. I know it's an ugly thing to talk about with us Christians, but it's what Jesus wanted. You know, the scriptures that we don't like to read, love those who hate you and do good to those that despitefully use you. We'd rather say, kill them. I mean, honestly, we're not like, no, what do you mean? They ripped me off. They're meanies. They're this or that. And, and thank God he wasn't talking about religious or Christians. He's talking about the world. So we can be that way with the world. Anyway. So it says, core beliefs are simply the thoughts you repeatedly think. As you do this, you reach a stage where your subconscious mind takes over. It starts holding them as absolute truth. Is this amazing? Y'all know this. Fantasy land, watching movies, whatever. No matter what's happening on that TV that you are, or whatever that projector or the movie screen, whatever you're watching, you engage into that picture, that video, and you are a part of what's going on. It's not real, it's a video. And all of a sudden, you're going, ah! <laughs> it's not even real. The people that are acting aren't even real. Then why are you reacting that way? Why would your body tear up? Anybody see Black Widow? You guys haven't seen Black Widow yet? No. I thought we were Christians. We don't go to movies like that. <laughs> Well, you better go to the church down the street because this one we go to church. We go to things like that. Well, I do. Well, I, I can't talk for them. Me and my family. As for me and my house, we will watch Marvel and serve the Lord. But the thing is, is when she gets this. Oh, I know you haven't seen it yet, but I don't care. I don't care. That's your problem. You should have went. All right. All I have to say is this. I'm not going to give you in. I'm not going to give you in. All I'm going to say is, is, is there was a real tearjerker moment. That's all. How's that? See, I'm not that mean. But I'm going to tell you next time. This is grace this time. Like I said, I'm not perfect. You either see it the day it comes out or you're out of there. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there's people right now live streaming going, don't say nothing. I haven't seen it yet. All right. Yeah, all I'm saying is that I might have, I might have had a little teardrop in Black Widow, as well as a, ah, what? And it's not real, and you're feeling every moment. You ever seen a, ever seen any time watching a sports, um, whatever the sport you're watching, as someone gets hurt? I mean, just a, a leg snaps or something. 
what are you doing? Going, oh, wow, that's cool. You're, oh, my God. Oh, you're limping with them. You're like a drag in your feet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, why? Why are you feeling it? When something happens, you're going, ah. Why is your body doing that? Because it believes you. Period. It believes you. Your body ain't calling you out going, just a movie. Just a movie. I'm not reacting. It's fake. Could you imagine if that was true? We'd all sit there watching movies like this. I mean, action going on. We wouldn't go to movies, would we? No, we want the experience. But your body is experiencing it. Why? Because it believes you. Why can't we believe what I'm saying? I'm telling you, it's fake. But everything about your body is experiencing it. Are you guys please listening? Are you listening out there? Are you listening here? Please hear what I'm saying. Your body is experiencing, feeling, and reacting to what you are thinking. Well, wouldn't it do the same if you're thinking positive, health-filled thoughts, encouraging thoughts? Oh, it doesn't work that way? Now it won't work. But all the fake stuff, it works. Not true. Your body, your mind is you. It's you. And we need to recognize that because we're living a life tied to these beliefs. And some of them are really affecting us in negative ways. They're affecting those around us, families, marriages, relationships, all because of how we believe. And, and we're, not, we're not checking these beliefs, and we don't want it, we don't like it. And, and we can look at so many uglies and so many nasties and so many, so many's, but we're not paying attention to what is it that we believe that's creating this reaction. Just change the belief. It's, it's, it's all it's about. You, the belief was created. Now it's time to write a new story. Let's do some editing, amen? You guys ready? You want to edit this, this story of yours? Because I hope you do right now, because I don't care how perfect you think you are, which you've just shown that you're not perfect at all, but we all need to rewrite it. We all need to rewrite our story. There are things in there we need to edit out. We need to start adding in some stuff, right? Well, let's do this correctly. Our core beliefs can make us exceptionally successful or miserable. How come? Because they control us by 90%. Our core beliefs, 90%. So pretty much everything we do is tied to these beliefs, amen? How to recognize a core belief. A core belief often starts with I or I am. That'll help you. I or I am. Examples of negative core beliefs. I am not good enough, a failure, a loser, incomplete, incompetent. Everyone's better than me. I will never succeed. I am bad. I don't deserve anything. Everything I do is wrong. I am unlovable, undesirable, unattractive. I'm ugly. Everything is my fault. 
I never get it right. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm too dumb. I'll be hurt if I get close to someone. People can't be trusted. There's no point in life. The world is unfair. I, I, I am, I am. Those are tied to core beliefs. And that's something you have to recognize. I've, I've seen them in my lives. Those great I am's that I believe. And I don't like believing those I am's that are contrary to what God says I am. See, I had to learn this principle. For years I was walking this faith with no understanding of this. For years. I went to Bible college for two years with no understanding of this stuff. Many, many, many years of being a Christian with no understanding of this, but going to church faithfully every Sunday, every Sunday night, every Wednesday, all the time. I was focused to win. I just wasn't taught how to win. The reason why I was focused to win is because it's been my life since five years old. Say Little League would be the beginning, going into Pop Warner, basketball. I've won championships, trophies. I win. When I became a Christian, my whole concept was, is let's win in this too. The problem is, is I didn't get this type of teaching. I got religion. I got the opinions and feelings of other people. Not truth. And I'm not saying that any one of those people had bad hearts. It's just, it was the way it was. But the point is, is the Bible's never changed. It's always been what it is, and the words are in there. I've always been in there. It's just, I didn't have an instructor teaching me. Until a few years after college. Got into church that started teaching me about who I am in Christ. Teaching me my new identity as a new creation. Teaching me that what, what belonged to me. How to live this life according to the gospel of Jesus, not the gospel of religion. Understanding what it meant to be a disciple, an apprentice, a learner of Jesus. A learner of scripture. Following the truths of Paul and Peter and James and John, all unperfect people, but got to a place in their life where you looked at them and you said, that's a perfect person, until you read their stories. And all of a sudden you're like going, man, you read First Peter, Second Peter, it's like that dude is on top of his game. And then you read the story about Peter and you go, you denied Jesus, you loser? How could you deny, how could you curse in the midst of, denying his name. And you look at these stories and you look at Paul like Paul's writings are so impactful and so powerful, so filled of God's revelation. And he's going out killing Christians before that. Literally killing them and they bring all their clothes and lay them at his feet. I am Paul, Christian killer. Oh yeah. The Word of God is filled with some awesome things that make you understand that life is bigger than you think it is. 
You can all look at your lives and see all the failures and all the ugly and all the weaknesses. We all can do that. But I look at a transformation that takes place for those that determine to change their belief system. And when you can start changing your belief system, you'll change your eternity, your, 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 your journey. You'll change your belief system. You'll change your outlook in life. You'll change how you see things, how you live your life, how you react in life. Guarantee you, your credit will get better. I guarantee it. I know I've experienced it. I mean, I t I've been talking story for a long time now. Some of you know my story. My credit was so bad, I couldn't get a guaranteed credit card. Do you guys even understand? You know what a guaranteed credit card is? You send the bank 50 bucks, they send you a credit card worth 50 bucks. I had them turn me down. How do you turn someone down from a guaranteed credit? It's my money. That's how bad it was. I'm telling you, I got great credit. Great, great credit. And I've had great credit for years. But it's not because I'm all that. It's because I decided to listen and follow the words of advice in the word. And it's transformed me. There's a process. Didn't happen overnight. Those student loans didn't get paid overnight. But there was a process. Finally, they became paid. Two years wasted in Bible college. Had to pay for it the next 10 years. That sucks. You think you're doing a good thing? I'm going to God's college. Hallelujah. And for 10 years, I'm living like a slave. Slave to the bar. I'm telling you, this is crazy. And the school didn't do anything for me. Moving right along. So we've got to, we've got to get rid of the, these negative core beliefs. Listen, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Unless you don't do something about it. Then it's your fault. You hear and you choose not to react, that's on you. But I don't want to hear this crapito. It's because my dad, it's because my mom, it's because this happened to me, it's because this took place in my life. Listen, I guarantee you those events hurt you or whatever. But it is done. Past. And you can't look to your past unless you want it to be your future. It's on you. You either determine I'm going to change, I'm going to receive the instruction. I'm going to receive the ability to change my belief system. Or you're going to live like you've always lived. And listen, Christian. Listen, follower of Jesus. I've seen it where people sit in church and stay the same for years. And it's not because of what they're hearing here. It's because of what they determined to do on Monday. I'll repeat that again. It's what they determined to do on Monday. Sunday's playtime. Sunday's hallelujah. I'm so spiritual. Monday, they're flipping cars off on the way to work. Yeah, I'm talking to someone in here. And not me. I don't flip off anyone. If I do, it's five-finger flip-offs. I go big or go home. moving right along. And I just went on a vacation where I had to drive through 
I went, we went through five different states. That means five different types of drivers that all suck. They don't know how to drive. I'll tell you what, though. Some of those states, like Idaho, Montana, Wisconsin, I bow to you guys because 80-mile-an-hour speed limits are what it's all about. It is what it's all about. I'm telling you right now. It is the most, it's the greatest thing. And all of a sudden, you get in Nevada, they start lowering it. And then you get to Arizona, 65. What am I, grandma? I mean, that's weak. What is 65? And the roads were bigger than some of those roads in Wyoming. What is that? Come on, Arizona. Jeez. Change your belief system. And they're promoting, like, 395 days with no death on our highways. They're promoting that. Arizona can't promote it. We're going 65. <laughs> Only 48 this month. All right, let's move on because, you know, I get a, I get a tangent. It's really, really hate sometimes. Not supposed to, but you know how it is. Beliefs can be changed, Amen. Jehoshaphat, this story of Jehoshaphat is pretty cool. Um, he, he's, he's about 35 years old. He's king over Judah. And it, it's important to just share this story because of the statement he makes. And it's a very, very impacting statement. But it's something that we all need to hear to help us understand the process of, of, of changing and to get stability in our lives. And he... He, he's been told that three different nations are coming to destroy him. But we're talking about, you know, ten, hundreds of thousands coming for Judah. Judah is right now in a really weak, small position. Their army's small. They've gone through different wars and just struggles. And Jehoshaphat's his king that's finally got to the place where he's saying, God, you're going to be first place. So they have a chance now. His father before him was evil. And so here he is determining, this is my life, and this is how I'm going to live it. I'm going to put God first. And all of a sudden, the blessings of God start impacting Judah because that's how it works. That's how it works. When you put him first, he said, seek first the kingdom and all these things. What things? Everything you need in natural life. Multiply to you. And so here we have Jehoshaphat walking this thing, and he's saying, all of a sudden, he's hearing about this, and the first thing he does is he recognizes fears there, so he turns to God. And he starts talking to God. I love how he speaks to God, because it's something that we need to understand that is so vital in how we communicate to our Father, and that is to remind him of things. Not that he doesn't remember, but that we know. Are you guys hearing me? Not that he doesn't remember, or that we know. And so Jehoshaphat starts talking to him. And starts saying, hey, God, we've got these armies coming after us. Oh, by the way, these three different groups are the ones that you wouldn't let us destroy when we first came into this land. That's what he's saying. It's pretty awesome. You might see it as arrogant. I see it as wonderful. I see it as someone saying, I know the word. And God, you did not want us to do anything against them, and so we didn't destroy them. But now they're coming against us those ungrateful creatures. I mean, they should have said, hey, they didn't destroy us. Let's leave them alone. They were nice to us. They could have wiped us out, but they were nice to us. But they weren't. They were evil. 
And so they want to destroy Judah. And this Jehoshaphat's like going, remember that God? Remember? And now they're coming after me. Oh, by the way, didn't you tell Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our fathers? And he just started, he's quoting all this stuff about history. He's saying, now God, what are we going to do about this? And then God says, I don't know, I forgot everything you're talking about. No, he said, he, he said, what are we going to do about this? We're going to do what we do. You believe, I own them. You believe. You believe. And the prophet spoke to him and said, this is what's going to happen. The prophet comes on the scene and says, you're going to go out and wipe them out. God says, this, this, and this. And so Jehoshaphat's like going, let's go to war. Now listen, everybody knows there's three nations coming at them, but Jehoshaphat's like going, no, we're going to do this thing. God is on our side. We're going to win this battle. We're going to win it big. We're going to win it large. And he's talking this, all this stuff to the people, and he's like going, let's go. And he's running into battle against the nations that overwhelm them. In the natural, it's an impossibility. I said, in the natural, it's an impossibility. And what's so interesting is as he's going, he's pressing on, something starts turning in his heart. Something he starts seeing is, is there's not this excitement and passion as he has with all his soldiers and all his leaders and all his army. They're following him. They're faithful to follow the king, but their heart, their belief system, there's some issues going on. And this is where we go to 2 Chronicles 20.20, where he says this. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, on the way to battle, he stops everybody. And he's going to make a comment. He says this. Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord, so shall you be established. Believe in this prophet's so shall you prosper. This is what he said. He used two keys of belief. He said, believe in God and your life will be established. Believe in the prophet of God and prosperity lies to that words. Isn't that interesting? He didn't say believe in God and believe everything he says. He said believe in God and the prophet that speaks the word of God. That's so important to understand. I'll break it down for you, amen? Ooh, that was cool. I said amen. That's a Hebrew word for believe in God, amen. Believe in the prophets, amen. And guess what? Believe in God and you shall be, amen, established, firm, strengthened, strong. Same word, amen. Now you know what amen means. Amen, right? Amen. Now you know what it means, right? Amen. I'm just asking for a little, you know, sugar coming back my way. Because right now, y'all, I know I'm wowing you with the Hebrew language, but gee, many, it's amen. It's nothing difficult. All right, here we go. Amen. Actually, it's amen in Hebrew. Amen. But we're saying Amen. We're from Arkansas. Or my family was, maybe your was, but hey. Amen. Amen. To be firm, to endure, 
Be faithful. Be true. Stand fast. Trust. Have confident belief. That's what amen says. We're going to use that all flippantly now. Thank you, Lord, for the spoon. Amen. Isn't that how we use amen? Isn't it? But now with a different view of it, it becomes more powerful. Amen. Now it's not amen. Now it's amen. Oh, excuse me. A person. Just messing. Amen. Believe, amen, in the Lord your God, and you will be able to, amen, stand firm. That firmness is the understanding that Jesus said, believe in your God. Believe in God. Well, why, why do we have to add someone in there? Because this is God's plan. God created it this way. God created a spokesperson, a mouthpiece, someone that is a tool, a vessel to be used to bring forth that word. That's how God planned it. That's how God operates. That's what the New Testament shows us as well, that that word comes forth. It should be coming forth from you to your influence in your homes, in your neighborhoods, in your families, in your jobs. That word. Now you think, God ain't speaking to me. Read the Bible. He's speaking to you. That Bible is his word. It, he's not going to contradict it. There's not any new words from God. Though there's a lot of crazy people that talk that way, it's lies. Everything that's spoken from God is this. As a matter of fact, the apostles say it this way. We're not looking for some prophetic message out there that some special person has. We have a more sure word of testimony. It's this. This is the truth. This is a prophetic word right here. And it was spoken through. And this is what um, Scripture teaches us, 2 Peter 1.21. It says, prophecy never came by the will of man. We're talking about that we already know scripture there are fake prophets, false prophets, crazy prophets, evil prophets. We already know that. So the word prophet isn't something that you sit up there and go, ooh, special, ooh, special, special. That's not all it is is a specific word meaning for someone that's a spokesperson. Now they might say I'm a prophet God and speak for Satan. It all hey, the message determines who sent you. Not what you say. What message are you saying? Listen, I'm, I'm saying this now, but there's so many people that hear messages that are contrary to God, and there are people that are on the church channel. If there's, is there something called church channel? Or whatever. Church, TV. Whatever's out there now. I don't know. I don't watch that stuff. And the point is, is they're communicating as thus saith the Lord, and it's not even agreeing with Scripture. And there's so many people following it because they're on church TV. It's crazy. It's so ugly. But we need to be wise, right? We need to have this word in us. And we need to grow and mature in knowledge and grace. That's what Scripture teaches us. And that's a process. 
But God said to believe. Believe. Believe in his prophets. So the one that's speaking that message, you will prosper. And they believed, and they followed through with what the word was. And Jehoshaphat said, the prophet said, we're going to go in, and we're going to destroy these three nations. And the people said, we believe. And they went in and destroyed the three nations. Destroyed them. Because that was God's word, their foundation, and the word of the prophet that God sent for to speak forth the journey. How powerful is that? But Jehoshaphat on the way stopped and said, listen, you guys, I need your belief changed. Believe, 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 believe. And all of a sudden, people start going, you believe? Yeah, I believe. I, I, I'm not sure. Well, the king believes. Well, I guess I'll go with his belief. And that's what we do sometimes. Sometimes we're not at that level, but we got to hang on someone else's belief. There's nothing wrong with that. That's very powerful. That's very powerful. Sometimes you don't have, maybe you've been going to war too long and you're very weak right now. You need some strength. You need another belief to hook up. You need someone else can, that can stand with you because you've been battle-weary. You're, you're, you've got a lot of wounds. God understands that. Amen? I mean, that's why Scripture, Scripture declares that we are supernaturally, through what Jesus did on the cross, we are healed. We walk in a covenant of health. Isn't that true? Isn't that what the Bible teaches? That by the stripes we are healed, by the stripes we were healed, Isaiah 50. 535, 1 Peter 2.24. I mean, those are scriptures that determine that we have a covenant of health. But then all of a sudden, God brings in another scripture that says, is there any sick among you? Well, no, because we have a covenant of health. Do you see what I'm saying? He brings that in and says, if there is, call forth the elder of the church. Call forth someone that's walking in faith right now, that's mature in their position of faith, and let them lay hands on you. How awesome is that? God establishes a perfect covenant, says walk in it, but if you're a little weak right now, if you're dealing with issues right now, or you're having struggle right now, bring in someone that's going, I I'll stand with you. I'll stand with you right now. Well, I'll, I'll battle for you. That's what the true body of Christ is about. Not, you sick, you don't have faith. I've heard that stuff. If you're sick, you don't have faith. I mean, that's ridiculous. But that stuff happens, especially when we're dealing with people. People can be mean, amen? Arrogant, unloving. So we have this understanding that God's saying, follow this success truth. Believe in me and believe in the person that's speaking my word, and you'll prosper. And that's what just happened. They prospered. So we've got to change beliefs, right? There are beliefs in your life you know you need to change. Listen, not all beliefs are equal in value. You've got good beliefs, bad beliefs. You've got beliefs that, that are really messing you up and some beliefs that are doing real well for you. But the point is you've got to recognize. You've got to take, pay attention, amen? Pay attention to what you're believing. It's so important to know this. I like Psalms 3, 1 through 5, says this, O Lord, I have so many enemies, so many are against me, so many are saying, God will never rescue him. You ever been in a battle in your life like you were all by yourself? 
Like who? I'm I'm battling this on my own. I've been there. And even if there's well-meaning people out there that would love to start an agreement with you, sometimes I like going, no, I don't think so. I don't know how long that agreement's going to stand. You have a bad day, you're not even going to like me. Then what happens? In other words, there are times when you're alone in battle, and it's like everybody and everything's against you. And it looks, it can look really disheartening. And that's what the psalmist is saying. He's saying, I'm surrounded. And now I'm surrounded by even people that are supposed to be with me are going, I don't think God's going to help them. Look at this. It, it, this ain't going to work. And he's always talking to God about this. This is so cool. And he says, but you, O oh Lord. Come on, bring in the Bible, but. I love this one. I love when the but is in the scripture. And he says, but you, O oh Lord. That's what we've got to come to and understand our position as sons and daughters of God. We've got to bring in this position where I know my feelings are feeling this way. And I know everything's, I'm getting sweaty. And it's very difficult looking. But God. But God. Why? Because his word, his truth overrides circumstances. Birth in the spiritual, it'll come manifest in the natural. Birth it in the spiritual, it'll come manifest in the natural. What are you battling right now? What are you dealing with in your life? What are you dealing with out there? What are the things that are taking place? You've got to change belief and start building that belief. You've got to recognize the importance of who you are. Man, the devil's number one tool in every person's life in here is to get you to disregard the importance of who you are. You know how you do that? You look at things you ought not to be looking at as that's important, I'm irrelevant. People that start getting older do this stuff. They, I just don't understand this, this iPhone stuff. I don't understand their, how, what this means. And all of a sudden you, you feel so disconnected because these young whippersnappers I might be talking about my story right now. We don't know. Could be talking about you. I mean, I got sons that, you know, at three years old knew about my iPhone better than I did. They're like three. Can't even speak. I'm going, wow, I didn't know I could do that. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? And so they have great ability in this area of technology. I mean, my son, oh gosh, they're like, they're in a different realm, different realm in their abilities. And I could get to a place where I'm like going, who am I? Who am I? But I don't. I'm their dad. And they're teenagers. And they have a lot of wisdom, a lot of understanding of technology, but they need, they need me in their lives because they're still immature. They don't have a journey. They don't have experience. So all that knowledge isn't going to do any good if they don't know how to correctly use that stuff. Because left on their own, they won't use it correctly. They'll use it to their ability. Don't look at me that way. I know what I'm talking about. A young person has the ability to operate on their level of understanding. Well, if they don't have a journey of life, what do they understand? They don't even know how to drive yet. Come on. 
Are you guys, are you guys hearing me at all? There are things you've went through in life. Things you, you have, your abilities, that everybody needs. Everybody needs one another. We're the body of Christ. Some things in your body aren't as new as they were before. Something, listen, I'm telling you right now, there are things in your body that need a little more help than others. But the thing is, we don't just chop it off and throw it away and go, eh, you're irrelevant now. No, you're not. No one's irrelevant. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let people lie to you. I'm telling you, don't let people and the enemy lie to you. You're important. Everybody in here is important. It's just, what are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to bow down and just roll, you know, just curl up into a ball and just let the world pass you by? No. You're here. That means you have purpose. There's this destiny, this journey that God expects you to engage with. Come on, somebody. Let's get connected with this. Changes belief. Bigger and better, everybody. Man, that should be our model right now. Bigger and better in the sense of we got, we got to look at this life and realize, you know what? We're influencers. We're impactors. This is a new ball game for love life, but, man, we're hitting it strong. I read you the, the different statistics of what has taken place since 2020. Ooh, scary. Ah, Mufasa. Lion King stuff. You guys hear me? We didn't go through 2020 whining and crying. You might have at your houses. We didn't do it in this church. We didn't. We pressed in. We pushed in. We were here every day, every day, working and had vision operating and, and, and increasing in areas we'd never, it was scary to get into. For me, but I had these young, I have my, 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 these, these young people that, that are part of this staff and my, and my boys that were like going, let's do this thing. And I was like going, ooh, this water's cold though. But it, I hopped right on in after they went in. You know how easy it is that way? It's like first one in, you're like going, ooh. And then all of a sudden everybody jumps in. You think the water must change now. You got everybody, Okay. Anyway. It always feels so much better when someone goes in before you. So I like to help. <laughs> we see this where the psalmist says, you put a shield around me. You're my glory. The one who holds my head high. I cried out to the Lord. He answered me. I love to see that because that is the truth of God in his word. He's, God leans in. Please, it's a, it's a picture that I created years ago on my walk. I used to see a God that was like, oh, oh God. Why did I save him? Oh, my God. That was my picture. That was my belief. I didn't know any better, but guess what? It doesn't matter. It's your belief. And until it changes, that's how your relationship with God is going to be. Because your relationship is tied completely to your belief in him. That's why for years when I started this church, I, I, I laid a foundation of Jesus. 
And the reason why I laid a foundation of Jesus is because everybody thinks Jesus is sweet. Everything Jesus is loving. Everything, but everybody thinks Jesus is forgiving. Everybody sees everything about Jesus as special. But man, you wor- use the word God, and everybody's going, Ooh, God, you're going to kill me. And so I laid that out for years. Yeah, yeah, Jesus is that way. Look at God. Jesus is that way. Look at God. And then all of a sudden, I turn it and go, huh, interesting. Jesus is only doing what God does. Jesus' words, you see me, you see the Father. In other words, that lie that you have about God is a lie. God is Jesus in manifestation. And when you see that love walking, when you see that acceptance walking, when you see that grace walking, that's the Father. That's the Father, so your picture of God is wrong. And I taught that over and over, and I still teach it. And we still understand that. Love Life recognizes that when you see God, it doesn't bring fear in our hearts. It brings a, a honor, a love, this picture of, oh, you're filled with grace and mercy and hope. And you have an expectation. Why? Because what we see God, we see Jesus, we see Jesus, we see the Father. Are you guys hearing me? That's all scripture, by the way, all scripture. So when I started seeing this, started hearing these truths, changing my belief, all of a sudden, guess what my picture changed from? It changed from ah, cringe, ah, anger, to God leaning in. When I see God, he's leaning in. What if you're sinning? I see him leaning in. I see him leaning into me. What if you're doing wrong? I see him leaning into me. What if you're doing great? I see him leaning. I see my father leaning to me. I see him leaning to me all the time. And I see Jesus next to him going, you go, Daniel. Come on, Daniel. Come on, Daniel. Oh, Father, he's going. He's got, oh. Oh, he'll get through that. He's, he's got through it before. That's how I see it. Change our beliefs, amen? Can we change our beliefs? Amen. Let me give you three master keys to change. Key number one, is your story true or is it false? And you, and you look at your life and you realize, what am I saying? Listen to your self-talk. Listen to what you say when no one's around, what you think when no one's around. Listen to how you communicate to yourself. And you'll start seeing things in your life that should not be seen. Things you're saying about yourself that shouldn't be said. It's contrary to God's word. We saw core beliefs established as I'm unworthy, I'm bad, I'm evil, I'm this, I'm that. Well, when scripture speaks contrary to that. Now you might be thinking, yeah, but this is truth. No, it isn't. Truth is what God says. You're just not engaged in it yet because you've got to believe it. I'm just teaching you how to believe differently. That's all. You want to think in your past, then you'll speak your past. But I'm trying to bring you to a place where your belief starts transforming, changing. A lot of times we want to talk about, all right, there's the power of words. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Blessing and cursing come flow out of the mouth. James says, ought not to be so, but it's true. So the power of words are very important, but I need you to understand something. We can't work on the words. we got to work on the belief because the words come from the belief. Too many times we're going, don't say that, don't say that, don't say that. You're going to say what you believe. I need to start working on belief. It will change your words, but you're going to have to change your belief. 
So you're going to have to find the beliefs that are not true. Find the beliefs that are robbing you of God's destiny. Robbing you of what we need out of you, and that's God's best. Find out where the truth lies. Is this a lie, or is this true? Number two, leave your old story behind. Leave your old story behind. Edit. Let's rework this story. You, I, I, people are living in it right now, in your story. You hate it. You don't like anything about it. Everything about it is just messed up. Marriages, relationships, it's an ugly thing. But you're not doing anything about it. You complain about it. You whine about it. You pray about it. But there's not going to be any change because change is only changed. Rewrite the story. Big erasers. No more. Change, change. And all of a sudden you're going to read, and I was this way, and it's just gone. Oh, wait a minute. I need to rewrite this. And I was able to overcome this. And I was able to love that no good. Nope. I was able to love that husband that challenges me. But that challenge should help me for the better. Rewrite it. Rewrite it. Parents, your kids need to see that anyway. They need to see it. They need to see your ability to go, you know what, I was bad. I, that's my bad. That's, I, I've been wrong in how I acted. Get rid of your pride, which is your greatest fall, which will be your greatest fall. Get rid of it. You ain't fooling anyone. Just, just get rid of it. There's been a couple times when I had to just go, you know what, Papa screwed up. Papa blew it. Shouldn't act the way. I shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have done that. I want you guys to know that, and I want you to know that I recognize it, and because I recognize it, I'm moving forward. And I want you guys to understand this is life, and sometimes we screw up. It's the way we need to be. Because that is a successful life. But for me to act like I'm perfect and a failure, you're destroying your children's lives. Moving right along. The Bible says replace those things. Philippians 3.13 says forget the past. Romans 12.2 says renew the mind. Renew the mind. You've got to forget the past. And that means take out old. And replacement is renew the mind. Renewing the mind is that transformation that takes place. You will change. But you've got to take out old information, put in new. Y'all got that? Take out old belief, put in new belief. So you've got to leave your old story behind. Replace your old truths with new ones. Number three, repeat the new truth back to yourself. Repeat the new truth back to yourself. Romans, I mean, Joshua 1.8 is very clear in God's picture for the new creation, the new the new people entering into a, a promised land you know nothing of. That's this, this life we live. It's something we don't know of because we weren't brought up in the life of faith. We have been life of life. Now we're in the life of faith that has life in it, which Jesus says is more abundantly. But that life of faith, it, it demands a different viewpoint. It demands a different belief system, speech system. It demands something totally opposite of what we were used to touch, taste, feel, sense. Over here it's saying, I don't care how it tastes. This is the truth. I don't care how it feels. 
this the truth. I don't care how it looks. This the truth. That's what faith is. And that's what God wants you to grow into. Won't happen overnight. It's a process. And so we have to meditate. Joshua 1.8 says, meditate on the word day and night. And as you meditate on that word, as it becomes repeated over and over, meditation is not just loud, boisterous thing or anything. It's a soft communication, this muttering. And when you screw up, you can go, oh, I can overcome this. I can overcome this. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. And then your thoughts go, yeah, you overcome. Then what happened last week? Nope, nope, nope. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. And that's the meditation that he said. When you meditate on the word, meditate on his truth, meditate on his belief system, when you do this, he said, you will make your way prosperous. And you will have great success. Are we going to do this? Are we going to believe? Are we going to change this, this process of, of our past continuing into our future? Or are we going to say, you know what? I'm putting the brakes on. I'm starting to pull the big eraser out. I'm going to start deleting content and start adding in fresh stuff. My story starts new now. And so I start writing new now. Someone picks up your book, they're going to go, ooh, ooh, ooh. whoa, what a turnaround. Oh, my gosh, what happened to the first two chapters? What's going on? The first two chapters, was it was gross and disgusting. All of a sudden, chapter three, it's like, this is a new person. Who is this person? Back here, they're ah, here. They're like, I don't want to be like them. Exactly, exactly. That's what we should be. Amen. Love life, Father. We thank you for the word, the word of God, the word of truth. We thank you for the opportunity to receive instruction for a change of belief. I believe there are people out there right now that are they're desiring a change in their lives. They're wanting. To even know that there is hope for this change. Well, there is. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Everything I've talked about is because of him. And he loves you so much. He loves you so much. And he wants you to enter into this beautiful life that I've been talking about. But it's going to take you to make a choice. It's going to take you to make a, a stand, a belief. A belief in him. And when you believe in him, he said, I will believe in you, and I'll come into your life. So if you're in here this morning, you've never received Jesus. If you're out there, I know you are out there. I want you to receive Jesus and experience this new story for your life. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I don't fully understand all this, but I believe in you. So I ask you to come into my life and help me believe. Help me understand. Thank you, Jesus, for answering my call. Because I do believe in you, and I receive you in my life right now. Thank you, Jesus. No one looking around here this morning, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, just raise your hand. I have something special for you. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, 
If you pray that prayer out there, just click that little button out there and let us know that you receive Jesus. We want to celebrate with you by going, praise God, and we're glad you joined the family. Anyone in here at all? Well, Father, we thank you for this time. We receive it, the instruction. We put it into good ground, and that means we hear and do the word of God received today. And we will prosper and be successful. And Monday will count because we walk this walk for you on Monday. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. All right, y'all. Love you guys. You're all winners. Awesome. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.